Welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. This is a daily conversation about scripture, culture, and media from a Reformed perspective. Here's your host, Pastor Keith Fosman. Welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey, and I am a Calvinist. We are back today with another Caffeinated Calvinist Roundtable, and I am joined by my two Calvinist friends, Sam Brown and Richard Roden. Hello, guys. Hey. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, Richard. You're not going to wave for us? You wonder why people wave doing? on the... I wonder hey, why there people, are cats uh, and kittens? Anyway. Yes. Okay. That works. Okay. So... Wow. We started yesterday. <laughs> you ever notice that Sam hides his glorious beard when he does this? He's always a little lower. There we go. There we go. Look at the profile. Look at, that. Look at the profile. Oh, Look at that. That I looks be that beard. I can't grow one. It that looks head. like somebody told me today that I look like Mac tonight. You know what Mac tonight is? Yes, I do. And you remember and, the and big moon headed guy who yes. sang on McDonald's? It's Mac tonight. I was showing my kids the eggnog debate. He said, you look like the fella from, uh, um, Elf, the writer, the little short dwarf fella, can't think of his name. He says you remind him of him. Peter Dinklage? Yes. He, he's an angry little elf. <laughs> Call me Elf one more time, buddy. You know what? If you have you seen Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. with it with it with Peter Dinklage? Yes. The dwarf. You, <laughs> the metal hands. You're welcome, audience. You can now revel. <laughs> we are being joined today by the Peter Dinklage. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's I mean, you're I not decided a, to go be an actor because I'm a little yeah. guy. But. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, today we're going to be talking about. We're going to. Okay. That head should be on a coin. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. We started yesterday talking about Christmas music. We had a pretty serious conversation about what is the greatest Christmas hymn. We, we went through four different ones. We kind of landed on Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Uh, but we're not really, we're, we're not, this isn't a contest. It isn't like the movie debate where we had two on two and we were doing, or one on one, you know, coming down to a, a contest finalist. These are just conversations about the greatest songs. And today we're going to be talking about Christmas carols. And Christmas carols we're defining as songs that don't necessarily have a, message about Christ or the gospel. And you say, well, why why should we care about these? Because people still sing these at Christmas. And because this is a Christmas week, we're talking about which one of these are are the best. And you'll notice on the list that I brought up, we've come down to a final four. This is based on several conversations and little polls that we took and things that we did. And these final four, I want to say, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is the dark horse in here. I didn't think it should end up, but it, but it did. Wow. But here's, here are the four white Christmas, which I, I learned, you guys may not know this, I learned wasn't even, wasn't even a, a song before the movie. The movie made the song for the movie. And so this, the song White Christmas is, is actually from the movie. And, uh, but, but then again, that doesn't, that doesn't make it bad because there are a lot of things that, you know, come out of movies and, and are, are, you know, become timeless traditions, songs and, and such. Um, so, so that's fine. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Let it snow. And I saw Mommy kissing Santa. These are the four that we're going to talk about today. But we also have two additional conversations that are going to come up at the end. So we're going to go through this kind of quickly. Guys, is there, is there one of these that stands out to you as best or uh, one that you would say you would knock out of the four right away? Oh, I thought we were doing our favorite ca- carols. I was going to say Carol Burnett. My least favorite, <laughs> Car- My least favorite is Carol Baskin. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. There's been a mistake. I didn't understand what the show was about. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm glad I didn't have my face up at that moment because I was drinking my Diet Coke and it almost went all over my, my microphone. <laughs> Carol, Carol Baskin. Okay. Um, uh, but what about wh- – wh- who's the guy who played Archie Bunker? Uh, Carol O'Connor. Carol yes. O'Connor. That's my favorite Carol right there. Oh, jeez, they did. <laughs> oh, Archie! Archie! Oh, man, I hated her. Boy, Archie and Miller played. Archie Bunker could not survive on today's television. Archie Bunker wouldn't survive, uh, you, you know – are you sure he wouldn't survive or the what the viewers couldn't survive archie bunker that's the I, hollywood, okay hollywood okay. would crumble at his okay feet. i have a favorite i have to tell this, this is my favorite archie bunker scene uh his his son-in-law meathead uh you know uh, whatever his name is the uh, uh rob reiner rob reiner he was talking about he said he said that he said he said archie don't you know that more than half of the people that were murdered last year were killed with guns and Archie said, would it make you happier if they were pushed out of windows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest gun control argument I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Would it make you happier if they were pushed out of windows? That's great. Okay. So, um, uh, all right. So let's get back to our list of, uh, so we're, okay. so we're not discussing women named Carol. Sorry about that. guys. No, or men not. or men named Carol. No, we're going to discuss, named. White Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, let it snow, or I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. I, I have a reason for one of these. Um, so is it, be- I, is it best or worst? Best of these. Uh, and then we're going to have, then we have a couple of bad, we're going to talk about a couple of uh, bad carols. And then tomorrow is all, tomorrow is the worst of the worst. Tomorrow we're going to be looking at Santa Baby. Uh, what's the there's a i got the list for tomorrow i'll pull up but but we got to, oh the uh the the date rape song what is that one the uh the uh maybe it's maybe cold it's outside. cold maybe it's cold outside yeah so that's that's the worst of the worst mm-hmm. uh but but today we're going to talk about these four and out of these four i have a i have sort of a personal favorite but only because it's tied to one of my favorite christmas movies and that's die hard and the <laughs> die hard ends with oh the weather outside is frightful and scott you know that's let it snow is the end of Die Hard, so that's my favorite of these four. That's that's my reasoning, and I stand by it. You guys have anything you want to add? My least favorite is "We Wish You a Merry Christmas" because it's a terrorist anthem. It's people coming <laughs> to your home <laughs> and threatening you. Now bring us some figgy pudding. We won't go until we get some. Somebody comes to my house screaming for figgy pudding. First off, I don't know what figgy pudding is. I was going to say, if somebody came to my house, they're going to be disappointed because I don't think I ever had a a figgy anything. I ain't got no figgy pudding, but I got a shotgun for you, so you better not be coming to my house making threats. Go to the doctor and get that figgy removed. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Figgy, wasn't he on Laverne and Shirley? Wasn't it a Lenny and Figgy? I think that was Squiggy, but yeah, that was close. Close enough. (laughs) We wish you Merry Christmas has to go. Richard's so happy just to be here. He just, he's, he's like, I can't believe I spend my nights talking to these two crazy guys. I have a family. And notice, notice that Richard's the only one of us with a halo. You can tell who the angel is. You can see. There are many who would disagree with that statement. I mean, you, you, it makes that, that the top of your head glow. Brother, you are an angel. 
<laughs> you look like a you look you look like a 16th century Renaissance painting of a of a of a of a, of a 21st century white dude. You know <laughs> that looks that looks like a white Chris Tucker. <laughs> you know the great and powerful Archangel Michael. You look like his special cousin. Mm. Yeah, you look like, you look like his less than Archangel <laughs> cousin Ricky. <laughs> Ricky Angelo. I know that guy. He lives down next to me. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. We're, we're not being serious anymore. Richard, do you have a favorite of these? Uh, well, I'll bring the list back. Yes. And it's along the same lines that you, you did. It's uh, white Christmas, but not the uh, Bing Crosby or Michael Buble version, but the drifters version that you hear in home alone where he's, you know, putting on the, he's, when Macaulay's home by himself and he's in the mirror and he's shaving and all that, and the end of it, he slaps the aftershave on his face. That's uh, so. Oh yeah, he's one. singing. And, yeah, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming of what? Yeah. You know what's funny? You know what's funny is we both have it tied, and this is weird. It's tied to a movie, right? Oftentimes, oftentimes music is that's not necessarily religious or Christian music. That's just emotionally good for me is something that's tied to a movie. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, the, this, the, when I was a kid, I had, I had um, tapes that had songs from my favorite movies that I had recorded off the movies. Like I had um, the Rocky soundtrack, but not just the Rocky song, but like um, no easy way out. And, and, and those songs that are in the Rocky movies. And, and I would listen to the, yeah, Burning Heart, oh, man. Burning yes. Heart is that's a jam right there. Mm-hmm. And those songs are written like the K- Kenny Loggins. I mean, he wrote Danger the Zone. soundtrack yeah. of my life's Danger Zone. Um, uh, what was the song from Caddyshack? Uh, uh, it was a Kenny Loggins song. Uh, it didn't, it, uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. He wrote that song, you know, for the movie. And it, that's what I was talking about. Songs written for movies are not bad because they can become classics. You know, Danger Zone is a classic. All right, Sam, I'll, I'll get back to you. Which of these four? So, so I said Let It Snow because of a movie. You said Richard White Christmas because of a movie. Uh, Sam, you got a movie for us? So can, <laughs> can you bring the list back up? Because I said yes. Which yeah, yeah. Christmas has got to go. Okay, so, so that go. leaves you. Which has to go. So I'm going to say, uh, I don't, you know, mommy kissing Santa Claus. I, I don't actually reject that out of hand, to be honest with you, because I think that most people are going to say that it's like a negative thing, that it's like over-sexualized, but children seeing an appropriate loving relationship with their parents, as long as they know it's their parents, it, it's not a bad thing, but um, I'm just being an idiot. Let it snow. I'm just going to say let, let it snow because I wish it was <clears throat> snow in Florida. Yes. Yeah, so- oh. Yeah. Uh, hey, were you guys, uh, Sam, where, where were you living in 1989? Mm, in a van down by the river. Um, <laughs> in West Melbourne, Florida. Okay. Did it in Jacksonville in 1989, we had our last, that was the last time it really, really snowed. I was nine years old. I remember driving down Dunn Avenue and it was just snow everywhere, ice on everything. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, Richard, you remember this? Yes. 
But yeah. Sam, did, did it make it down to Melbourne that year or has it ever it, really snowed like that? It did, but it never really snowed like that. But in 2016, I was living out in Colorado. I was at seminary for a year in, uh, at Sangre de Cristo Seminary. It's 12,000 feet in the mountains. We had nine feet of snow. Um, oh, so right. it was amazing. God's glory was so present. It was great. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, that I think then if we, I think we can say uh, that in this list, the two that the two that come out on top for us is White Christmas, Let It Snow. Both of them dealing with snow at Christmas time. Both of them sort of tied to movies for us. We wish you Merry Christmas is kicked out because Sam feels like this is uh, an assault on his personal yes. uh, sovereignty. And I, I don't negotiate <laughs> with terrorists. I don't negotiate right. with them. And I don't. I don't discuss pudding that I've never heard of and figgy pudding makes me nervous yeah. so so and I, think let it, and I think let us know wins because it's culturally poignant today in the age of COVID-19 we most people genuinely have no place to go so let it snow let it snow let it snow there you go okay all right well let's I, I have a couple of additional Christmas carol questions that I want you guys to opine about. And the first one is on the question of the song, Oh Christmas Tree. Now this was on the list, but this did not make it to the final four. Oh Christmas Tree, which I believe also is known as O Tannenbaum. Am I correct about that? Is that the That's other? the German version, O Tannenbaum. Yep. 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 Hey, did you know what the German word for uh, hospital is? Hospital? No. Krakenhaus. Do you know what the German word for <laughs> ambulance is? Kraken wagon. Kraken wagon? So, Get out. Kraken wagon. It's Kraken wagon is the ambulance which takes you to the Kraken house, which is the, which is the hospital. I heard that and it, it makes me happy every time I hear it. Okay. And so now we know why they lost the war. That's and, amazing. And, 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 and listener, Coffee with the Calvinist listener, you, you just got educated. If you're ever in Germany and you injure yourself, scream out for the Kraken wagon to take you to the Kraken house. And, okay, so, so is, is O Christmas Tree an inappropriate song for Christians to sing because it violates the one thing? A lot of people say we shouldn't have Christmas trees because they become idols. Um, I don't believe that Christmas trees are idols. I believe that they're simply decorations. Um, but there are a lot of people who believe Christmas trees are idolatrous. And I, I don't agree with them. But I do think that singing to the tree could be an act of idolatry. So, so that I want, I want you guys to give me your opinion on that. That's just a thought I've had. I don't like the song, Oh Christmas Tree. Um, you tell me your thoughts. You want to go first, I, Sam? I'll, I'll be glad to go first. So, so I'll, I'll speak more to the idea than to the song necessarily. Cause I I've got, again, I've, I've only been a believer for a couple of years. So I've still got a lot of like un supposed unbelievers in my circles. Right. And they'll tell me, Oh, you know, Christmas is, is a pagan holiday. It's based on pagan religions. And I go, even if that's true, it's not, but even if that were true, we took your little stupid pagan holiday and we made it all about Jesus. Nobody, nobody worships the tree. We worship the birth of Christ. So I'm okay with it. I don't really like that song. And I don't like the German cause I don't speak German. Um, but I'm not really against that song in particular. Um, but I'm more for the idea of taking any of their little stupid pagan ideas and making them all about Jesus. What, Hey, Sam, what's funny about that? You saying that 
a couple of weeks ago, I was at Set Free. Uh, I preached there every Thursday to a group of men who are uh, recovering, a lot of them recovering from different things. And I go every Thursday and preach to them. And the subject of Christmas and idolatry and, and, and Christmas paganism came up. And I actually said something similar to what you just said. I said, you know what? Uh, when you when you vanquish an enemy, you often you 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 take take back, their ears. Take, yeah 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 and, ears and, whatever. And 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 essentially, that's what Christianity has done. Is God is the one who created all these things yep. and these things to be used to to honor Him. And just because the pagans used it doesn't mean it's off limits to us. We just use it to honor the true God, not the pagan idolatry. So yeah, I don't Amen. mind. And what I said to the guys that set free, I said, I don't, I don't mind, uh, uh, you know, that there have been times where we took the heads of our enemies and they, they looked at me kind of funny. And I said, well, that's the, the point is, uh, yeah, uh, as far as um, taking away the idolatrous things and, and uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, and Richard. I, th- I think that even just real, real fast and I'll make this real fast. Um, but even like when you said that, I could feel that I could, I know people are going to hear that and recoil, but, but people who have that sort of, of of theology that sort of watered down so much i think they just really aren't steeped in the old testament right there said it says do happy clappy newfangled christianity where jesus is always nice and when you say something like taking the heads of our enemies and people recoil at that it, it just makes me wonder have you really read your bible have you dug into <laughs> it that's yeah. all I'm, I'm i'm sorry no 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 that's fine uh brother richard uh your thoughts on old tannenbaum well, I was looking up some stuff while y'all were talking and I was listening. And as I was reading the lyrics, I had a thought. So I looked up when it was written. And Old Christmas Tree was written in 1824 by Ernst Anschutz. And it sure. says, a tan- or well, however it's pronounced, but a tannenbaum is a fir tree. The lyrics do not actually refer to Christmas or describe a decorated Christmas tree. And as I'm looking at the lyrics on the third verse, but I also remember in our gift giving and merriment with our family and friends and loved ones, the real and true meaning of Christmas, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then on the fourth one, the pillars all please faithfully, our trust in God unchangedly. O Tannenbaum, O Tannenbaum, how lovely are thy branches. I wonder if the Christmas tree is more of a reference to the cross. Now, I have heard that, not, not about the song, but I have heard that the tree represents the cross tree. Um, in so fact, that was... So in the same manner we'd sing uh, the old rugged cross, maybe that's what his his angle was when he wrote this. Because it says in when it you know was written, it doesn't refer to Christmas or describe a decorated Christmas tree. Yeah. He's not describing yeah. an actual decorated tree. He's so what is he describing? And when you tie Christ to it, um, maybe he's describing the uh, Calvary. Perhaps. Awesome. I'm not sure about that. I'm just making a leap, but I mean, it's a, it's a possibility. And if that's the case, I wouldn't necessarily say it's idolatrous because it's, it's tying the crosses that cross in there. But if he's, if you're singing to a tree, which most modern people are going to think that's what you're doing, then yeah, you're singing to a a stupid tree. (laughs) But I was just trying to find another angle for, especially being written so long ago. I mean, it's, it's over a hundred years old. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't remember the third and fourth verse and the fact that it references the gospel or, or references Christ and all that. I didn't know that. So I just, I just remember as a kid, 
you know, old Christmas tree, old Christmas tree, how lovely are thy branches? You know, that was the way, you know, and then right. what's, what's funny is uh, I was in a play when I was in the kindergarten that we sang, we, it was changed to old rainbow and it was old rainbow, old rainbow, how lovely are your colors. And that's the way I remember it is not even as old Christmas tree. I remember old rainbow. So it's so weird. Um, was it but, a Benetton ad? Was it a Benetton ad that you were in? What is it? No. colors what are you talking about <laughs> now the I only problem what? I, i'm sorry the only thing the end of the song is on common old cupid on donner and old blitzen so does it say the, that um, really real that's the last line of the thing i don't know why <laughs> that's but like, that's also but this i'm looking at the lyrics from um the 1824 lyrics no, I'm looking at the lyrics from Aretha Franklin. So that's probably added in <laughs> okay. by her. Scooby dooby 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 Right. I um, just saw okay. it to the left. So, so Ernst Ernst uh, Ernst Anschutz uh, had written the modern lyrics in, in 1824, but he based it on a 16th century tragic love song inspired by a folk song taking the evergreen, which is faithful fir tree, uh, contrasting as a faithless lover. So the folk song became associated with Christmas and Anschutz, who added two verses of his own to the first traditional verse. So the <laughs> original song in the 16th century was nothing at all like the lyrics that he wrote in 1824. Okay. Okay. So uh, you're I, welcome. I, well, now, now I know more, and 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 yet I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel and like. Right. And yet we're all dumber for having heard that. No, 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 no. I know more now. <laughs> it's just, okay, it was a 16th century folk song. Then it, then it was rewritten in the, the 19th century for uh, the, the purpose of adding Christ into it. Um, you know, we just talked a minute ago about redeeming things for Christ. And so, you know, is it right? Is it wrong? I just personally don't like to sing Old Christmas Tree, Old Christmas Tree, because I feel like it, it goes against what I have said many times is that we're not worshiping the tree. And yet right. when you, when you, when you sing to the tree or about the tree, I think, I think it's sort of moving away from the focus, which should be on Christ. All right. Last topic on Christmas carols for today. And then we're going to, we're going to close out today's program and move on to day three, which is our discussion about the best of the worst or the worst of the worst. Uh, those that belong in the Kraken house. And that is <laughs> the Kraken wagon. The Kraken wagon. Release the Kraken. Uh, uh, is uh, the question of, is Rudolph a bad moral tale? And the reason why I'm asking that question is because on several lists that I came across looking at the best Christmas carols of all time, you had Rudolph Red Reddin's Reindeer. And I have heard this song and I know the song. My kids sing it. I've sang, you know, you know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, you know, all that. But think about what the, the, the story of Rudolph tells us. You're only, if, if you have, a, if you have a, a defect, you're only valuable when your, de, when your defect becomes useful. Is that, am I thinking too hard about that? Am I thinking too much into it? And because I really don't like it. Well, I my mind goes to a different <coughs> position and it's something I've taught my son to do is the kid who's being ostracized and doesn't have any friends be that kid's friend. 
because when they see someone like you who's somewhat popular befriending someone who isn't that kind of helps that kid get accepted by the rest and that's kind of what santa does with rudolph once santa accepts him then everybody else accepts him and it it, it installs him into the group and he's no longer an outsider and he's accepted in so there's an element in which maybe you could say this is how you deal with the bullying and something like that you see what i'm saying because they yeah, didn't want nothing to do with him because he had a red nose. The same way kids get bullied today because they got a cow lick or they're, you know, a little bit different or they speak a little bit different, they get bullied. But when someone stands up for them and, and befriends them and accepts them in, other people follow suit because they didn't have the courage to do it the first time. They're on, on their own. But Another angle. Well, while, I, while I, I, I would agree with that from the song perspective, in the – in the Christmas movie, and I know I'm, I know I'm moving away from the song a little bit, but in the movie, the Santa character was just as big of a jerk as the other characters. The Santa character was, I mean, he, he really was mean to Rudolph until he found him useful. But I, but, but there I digress. I'm moving away from the song. So if you, yeah, you are looking at the you song. You don't see that. The, yeah. You don't see that in the song. Oh, that's right. Course. That's right. I, well, I see Sam. Sam has a thought. Fair, it's a fair inference. And as usual, Richard, you're, there's some slight truth to what you're saying, but it's basically wrong. And <laughs> Keith, uh, you're a great man and I love you to death, but you're not delving deep enough into this. Okay? <sighs> so you're both kind of right, but let's, let's take this a little deeper. We're, right? we're, kind, we're kind of right. Okay. You're go ahead. on the right trail. You're fumbling in the dark, reaching for the light. Let me show it to you. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is social justice garbage. It is, it is God-hating. It is God-hating social justice garbage. Okay. First off, Santa Claus is big government coming in and telling you you got to love these people based on their identity politics. It's identity politics at its worst. Look at we got to have diversity. We have to have a red nose in here. So it's exactly identity politics at its worst. <clears throat> it's a smokescreen for communism. And that's why I say Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer not only has to go out of this list, we have to stop singing it all together because it's brainwashing our children. Righto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ladies and I'm, gentlemen, you have, heard, you have heard our arguments against, against, <laughs> against Rudolph, but you've never heard anything quite like that. I have spoken. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes, you have. All right. We're gonna we're gonna start to draw to a close here. I uh, one of the one of the songs that was on the list that was given uh, that when we were going through this, we came down to the final four. We've talked about Rudolph. We've talked about uh, the uh, what was the other one we talked about the um, old Tannenbaum the Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. But the one song that was on the list, I couldn't believe it made it on the list because it's not actually a song. It's it's a it's a it's a joke, and that's the twelve redneck days of Christmas. Oh. And I have recently moved to Callahan, and therefore <laughs> I have staked my claim in the Redneck Hall of Fame. I am back. I grew up here. I graduated a warrior, West Nassau, nineteen ninety eight. I've still got a jacket. It still fits. It's got my name embroidered on it. You're cloaked I have, in Callahan. <clears throat> Brother, I tell you, I, I still got gym shorts that I wore in gym. I and went I sleep to, in them. I went, <laughs> let me tell you something. I went to the Walgreens tonight because I had to pick up something. 
and they have West Nassau shirts and stuff on the wall. I tell you what, my wife is not going to be surprised when she finds one of those in her stocking. I tell you what, because this is just us. We are, we are full on, but I believe that I'm the only one of us that can recount all 12 days of the redneck days of Christmas. Can you, can, can either one of you do all 12 days? I cannot. There was a time when I could, but I can't anymore. It's gone from me. No, and I, but I don't think that's a fair question because I've never had the pleasure of being to the lovely town of Callahan, but it seems like the kind of place that would have a Piggly Wiggly in it. So I'm we got the pig. We do have the pig barbecue. We don't have Piggly Wiggly. Uh, we have we actually have two competing barbecue barbecue joints. We have the pig and we have Callahan Barbecue, otherwise known as the Chicken House, uh, which surpasses the pig by a million. Anyway. exactly you the have two house. whole restaurants wow oh no we got 800 restaurants all we do in town is eat <laughs> since we've no place to go let us eat let, let us, us eat. that's right that's right that's and you know what else you know what else i've learned about callahan nobody wears masks hallelujah i walked into walgreens tonight and nobody was wearing a mask i was you so should... thankful so whenever <laughs> When first day I step foot on the soil of the hallowed ground of Callahan, I'm going to say, Callelujah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you've never heard the Redneck Day, 12 Days of Christmas, go and find it's on a Jeff Foxworthy album. Let, let's just hear it now. Okay. Okay. This is, I'll, I'll, I'll blindfold myself to make sure I'm not, I'm not reading this. This is, um, we trust you. <clears throat> It's a 12 pack of bud, 11 wrestling tickets, 10 of Copenhagen, nine years probation, eight table dancers, seven packs of red man, six cans of spam, five flannel shirts, four big mud tires, three shotgun shells, two hunting dogs, and some parts from a Mustang GT. That is the 12 nice. redneck wow. days of Christmas from your host of caffeinated Calvinist Roundtable. Keith Fosky, and uh, I want to thank you guys again for being with me today, and thank you, listener, for being with us, and check back with us tomorrow, because tomorrow we're going to be talking about the best of the worst in the Christmas uh, song, so check back with us tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Coffee with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Fosky, and I have been your Calvinist. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Coffee with the Calvinist. If you enjoyed the program, please take a moment to subscribe and provide us feedback. We love to receive your comments and questions and may even engage with them in a future episode. As you go about your day, remember this. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. All who come to him in repentance and faith will find him to be a perfect savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. May God be with you.